Welcome to Tales from the Mooseverse. We're glad to have you here. My name is Ian. If you haven't already, we invite you to join our Patreon team. This is a way for you to help bring this storytelling world to life for this season and beyond by supporting the production costs of this podcast. And we have some thank you gifts as a token of our appreciation. Visit patreon.com slash to learn more and to join the Mooseverse Patreon team. Montgomery the Moose and friends have made their way into the magical land, but got separated along the way. We've heard about Montgomery the Moose meeting a Labrador retriever made entirely of chocolate, a chocolate lab, and about Montgomery the Mouse and Tamar meeting a magical dragon who calls himself the Scary Stanley. So now, let's find out what happened to Roger the Raccoon when she arrived in this magical land. As always, stay tuned after the story for a way you can join in. I'm hungry. Roger the Raccoon was hungry. And thirsty. And Roger the Raccoon was thirsty. Since arriving in this land, all she could think about was finding her friends, but now her tummy was rumbling. She needed food. The bushes weren't a kind she recognized, and they were empty of fruit. She couldn't find any insects either, but up ahead she saw some trees. Surely she'd find something there. Surely I'll find something there. Like I said. Anyway, Roger climbed up one particularly odd tree. It had a tall, bare trunk, which suddenly bulged out at the top like it had exploded. There were giant leaf-like branches with dozens of long, thin leaves coming off each one. And below the leaves, tucked into the tree's bulge like a nest of some kind, were enormous green seeds. But these were bigger than any seeds she'd ever seen. Roger found it easy to climb up, although holding on while checking out the seeds was tricky. She reached out to pull on one of the seeds. Her back foot slipped, and she grabbed hold of a branch to steady herself. Her weight pulled down on the branch, and the movement knocked three of the seeds off. As she watched the seeds fall to the ground far below, she sighed with relief that it wasn't her falling that far. She was confused when she saw them break apart, showing something dark inside each one. She climbed back to the trunk and slowly back down the tree to investigate. She pulled the rest of the outside covering off one of the seeds. What was left was something like a hard and hairy egg. An egg inside a seed? she asked herself. What is this? Can I eat it? No one replied, because no one was around. She picked up one of the hard, hairy eggs, which she found difficult because of its size. She found she had to stand on her back legs to hold it off the ground, and even then she had to lean back a little to make it work. She tried dropping it on the ground repeatedly to crack it open, but the ground was too soft. Even when she smashed it against the other seeds, all it did was break the husks off those, too. She was going to need to take it somewhere more rocky. She didn't like walking on her back feet at the best of times, let alone when she was hungry and in a strange land, and more than once she leaned back a little too much or stepped on something uneven, sending her and the hairy egg back down to the ground. At one point it rolled away from her down a steep slope, and when she caught up with it, she saw exactly what she was looking for, down in the valley, not far from where she was, a stream with rocks. Perfect, she thought, I can break it and wash it at the same time. Alternating between kicking the egg while walking on her back legs and pushing it while on all fours, Roger managed to get it to the edge of the water. She stood over a jagged rock. 
Then she picked up the egg and smashed it down. Sure enough, the egg cracked, but it still needed work. She picked up a thin, jagged rock and wedged it into the crack. Then she picked up a larger rock and whacked it down onto the wedge. Crack! Success! The egg cracked wide open to reveal... Hmm, she thought, what is this? Inside the hairy dark shell was a layer of white, but then inside the white was... nothing? A little juice dripped out, but that was all. So where was the food? Roger scraped away some of the white layer to see if there was something she was missing. Her claws pulled it away pretty easily, but there was nothing underneath. Weird, she thought. Usually there's something yummy inside an egg. There was a scent coming from the white gunk on her paw that she'd never smelled before. It was sweet and woody, and she couldn't help but lick her paw to get some of the taste in her mouth. Whoa, she said out loud. This is delicious. Roger looked back at the egg. So the white stuff is the food, she realized. She picked up the pieces of the shell and took it to the stream. Now that she knew this was food, she had to wash it, of course. She was a raccoon, after all. As she reached the stream's edge, she sensed a different smell coming from the water than she was used to. This place was full of smells she'd never experienced before, though, so she didn't give it much thought, especially with the prospect of a delicious new food so close to hand. She dipped a piece of the shell into the water and swished it around, feeling it all over with her paws. She lifted it out and scooped as much of the white layer off as she could, chewing it and savoring the taste. This was wonderful. She gave several deep sighs of contentment as she ate. She had never before had the experience of having such a rich feast to fill her empty stomach. The food made her even more thirsty than she had been before, though, and she bent down to lap up as much water as she could. It was after she finished drinking and finally relaxed that she started to notice the change. Everything around her was getting smaller. Everything. The trees, the stream, the food, the hills. Even the sky seemed to be getting smaller. She felt lightheaded and wobbly. That's when she wondered if maybe it wasn't that other things were getting smaller, maybe she was getting bigger. Um, she said uneasily. It was slow at first, then faster, but it slowed down again and eventually seemed to stop. She was large enough now that she took up most of the space in the stream. In fact, she realized she was creating a dam, and when she moved, the water rushed down in a big whoosh. She stepped out of the stream. It was hard to figure out how to move her body, now that it was so much bigger. The rock that she'd smashed the egg against was now just a pebble, and the slope that she'd come down was so much easier to climb up. The trees were still taller than her, but she could stand on her back feet and reach the top if she wanted to. What is going on? she said out loud. She made her way up the side of the small hill closest to her. Not that she had any particular destination in mind, but she just felt disoriented and wanted to get away from the stream that had either embiggened her or ensmallened the rest of the world around her. As she reached the top, she stood up on her hind feet to look around her. For a moment, she thought of her old home inside the fake mountaintop, with all the orange jackets buzzing around all day. Everything about this place felt so different. Everything was real, but didn't make any sense. She thought if she could only see a person in an orange jacket that she'd feel okay again. But her added height didn't seem to work well for her, and she suddenly felt herself get very dizzy. 
She closed her eyes and her newly giant body twisted and fell to the ground with a giant thwomp. Across the valley, but not far away, a dog made out of chocolate said, What was that? and turned his head. Huh, Montgomery the Moose replied, looking the same direction. It looks like my friend Roger, but... Is your friend Roger usually that size? the chocolate lab asked. Well, it's hard to tell. Maybe she's just a lot closer to us than everything else is. The chocolate lab looked at Montgomery the Moose with disdain and shook his head to show that he didn't think he should have to put up with such nonsense. What? asked Montgomery defensively. I learned about it a few months ago. I was outside a building and there was an art class happening inside. I heard them talking about how I looked small, but then when I got closer, I looked bigger. It's called perspective. Do you know about perspective? I know my perspective is a whole lot better than your perspective. That's what I know about perspective. No, I don't think you understand it right. Perspective can't be better or worse. It's just perspective. Just like the people in the art class looked bigger when I got closer, but then when I climbed through the window to join them, they went to the door on the other side of the room, and they looked smaller. Then, once they went through the door, they must have got really small because I didn't see them anymore. All I saw was broken glass and easels and somehow I was all covered in paint. The chocolate lab wasn't listening. He was walking intently towards Roger before he stopped again to ask Montgomery a pointed question. Okay, just to be clear, he started, this friend of yours is usually smaller than this or bigger than this? Well, again, until we get close enough, I can't really tell. Are you serious? The dog barked. He's bigger than you are. She, Montgomery corrected. And how do you know? Maybe those trees and everything else around Roger are tiny. The chocolate lab closed his eyes and let out a low growl. Montgomery felt, inaccurately, that his point was getting across, and said with pride, like he was teaching the chocolate lab a new term, See? Perspective. The chocolate lab just rolled his eyes, and they walked for a few hundred yards until they reached Roger, who, even in her unconscious state, was clearly bigger than Montgomery the Moose. The chocolate lab, with condescendingly wide eyes, looked back and forth between Roger and Montgomery. See, he said, that's perspective. Exactly, Montgomery replied excitedly. I am so glad you're getting it. He had seen Roger's fur moving as she breathed, but still checked her face to feel her breath going in and out. He tried lifting one of her eyelids with his antler, but accidentally just poked her eye. At that point, he was glad she was still asleep. So... Yeah, he added finally. Roger's usually smaller than this. I can't usually poke her in the eye. And what about her? The chocolate lab asked. Yeah, I told you, she's a she, he replied. I mean, her name is Roger, which I can get is a bit confu- No, I mean her, the chocolate lab corrected, indicating with his nose to a woman walking towards them. She was around five and a half inches tall and carried a small pack over her right shoulder. She was covered in dirt, like she had traveled from far away. Um, Montgomery stumbled. I, uh, I don't know her. The woman walked right up to them and looked at Roger like this wasn't the first time she'd seen a raccoon a hundred times her size. Then she turned to the chocolate lab and Montgomery the moose. I'm hoping you can help me, she started. I'm looking for my daughters. To be continued.
As always, if you enjoyed what you just heard, we'd love it if you would tell a friend about Tales from the Mooseverse. And also if you would leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Both ratings and reviews make a huge difference in helping podcasts find a wider audience. We love this review from Pro31, who says, My 5, 8, and 10-year-olds listen to each of the episodes twice, and then ask when the next one comes out. Thanks for posting that, Pro31. We have just three episodes left this season, coming out each Tuesday. Now that you've heard this story, we'd love to hear your stories. Who is the woman who showed up at the end? And now that more characters are getting together again, what do you think will happen next? We'd also love to hear your own stories about the Chocolate Lab, or any of the other Mooseverse characters, or even any other characters you come up with who you think would fit in the Mooseverse. You can record a story yourself, on audio or video, or write it, or even send in pictures. Send your story to hello at mooseverse.com. We'll include some on our website, mooseverse.com, and we may even include a snippet on future episodes of the podcast. After all, the stories we tell and the stories you tell are all part of the Mooseverse. Thanks for listening. See you next time.